Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 2nd, 2017, first episode of 2017 here on the Locked On Magic Podcast. My name, of course, is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com, and I hope everyone had a fantastic New Year full of fun, uh, just staying up till midnight. I mean, I do that every night, so I guess that's not special unless you're like seven. Uh, but I remember when it was special to stay up till midnight every New Year, so always a fun day, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Hope we got to watch some football, and yes, hopefully got to watch a little bit of basketball. Not not too much on Saturday and Sunday. I mean, James Harden went off, Wessel Westbrook went off, uh, Isaiah Thomas went off on Friday. Uh, so it was a fun weekend of basketball, just not a fun weekend of basketball for the Orlando Magic, of course. They fall to the Indiana Pacers 117-104. to In Indianapolis, we'll have a complete recap of that game coming up later on the podcast, or coming up very soon on the podcast. Uh, here on Locked On Magic. We'll also talk a little bit about the point guard problem that the Magic are having defensively. Um, It was definitely more than enough to talk about uh, after Sunday's game. Uh, We'll preview the game against the New York Knicks on Monday, and then we'll close out the show talking about uh, the the Magic's defense. This is going to be the defense episode, so to speak. Talking about the Magic's defense and uh, just what the Magic have to do to kind of get their defense under control here uh this uh this 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 season really as 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 things have developed but let's start off where we need to start off with and that is with the game against the Indiana Pacers uh Orlando just 3 days off yes a little bit of a road trip but 3 days off you had two good days of practice Vogel Frank Vogel seemed to think everything was going well going well there team was going to begin getting things straightened out they all talked about how this was a new month an opportunity to really kind of start fresh. I mean, it's the new year, obviously. They had a 500 record in December, 8-8. Eight and eight. Decently good on the road. It seemed like everything was coming up the way the Magic wanted them to come up. And then they go to Indiana and, frankly, just lay an egg. I mean, as, as we've said throughout the season, this Magic team just seems to have a penchant for coming out flat and laying eggs. And that's what they did against Indiana. They were down early, um... Never really recovered. Got the lead down to five at one point, or six at one point late in the first half. Gave that up, gave that away pretty quickly. Down by 11 at the half. They fell by as, down by as much as 20. They got it down to nine at one point in the third quarter. But that was as close as they got. The Magic were thoroughly dominated and defeated pretty handily by the Indiana Pacers, 117-104. to And the Magic... This didn't play a good game by by any stretch of the imagination. They shoot 43.3% from the floor, 10 for 38 from beyond the arc. The 38 three-pointers is a uh, season high. Obviously didn't make very many of them. Uh, Scoring 104 points, 10 turnovers isn't too bad, but 
What they gave up on the other end was simply too much. 50% shooting, 9 for 22 from beyond the arc, 117 points, obviously, for the Indiana Pacers. It seemed like they had all the big plays that they needed, and they controlled the game tempo-wise. They controlled the game aggression-wise. They just they just controlled the game, and the Magic were playing catch-up and could never quite string together enough stops or enough baskets to do it. Uh, turnovers, while the Magic didn't have a high number, each one of those turnovers seemed to be killer uh, for the team. Uh 11 total turnovers, 16 points off turnovers, uh, or 10 total turnovers for the Magic, 16 turnover points for the Pacers. They seem to, when whenever the Magic had a turnover, missed a shot, they seem to be able to get out in transition and beat the Magic down the floor and score easily. And that's what they did in the first first matchup, honestly, in 88-69 win uh, back in November. This seemed like the opposite and yet the same. There was a lot of points scored, but the Pacers were still the dominant team and still had control over everything. The main culprits, and we'll talk a little bit about this in, in just a bit. Jeff Teague, 12 points, 9 assists, set up Miles Turner a lot for 23 points, 12 rebounds. Um, Paul George, a relatively quiet 19 points, 5 for 13 shooting. So the Magic, I thought, did a decent enough job on him, but they could not keep Jeff Teague out of the paint. They could not keep Aaron Brooks out of the paint. They they just could not, get, again, get stops. It's, it's, it's really that simple. That's why we're going to talk a lot about the defense this episode. This is this episode is going to be all about the defense because the Magic just cannot seem to get their defense straightened out. And, and it's a big reason why, why they're losing games. And Frank Vogel said it after the game, we're not going to win anything until we get our defense figured out. Um, that's, that's just how it goes with this team. We talked about it all summer, how this was going to be the team's identity on the defensive end, but they haven't shown it. They haven't shown it consistently. And again, tonight was a big, big misstep. And... It's hard to say exactly who to blame uh, so necessarily. Um, defensively, uh, we'll be, I mean, we'll talk about this a lot more, but Biombo and Ibaka, you know, Biombo was maybe a little bit late on a few few occasions. Ibaka was certainly, has certainly had his moments defensively. He blocked two shots. I think Nikola Vucevic still played some pretty good defense. He struggled a little bit with Al Jefferson, but that's more Al Jefferson's positioning than necessarily Vucevic's contesting. Uh, but at the same time, the guards were really struggling, and especially without Evan Fournier, who maybe doesn't move the needle a ton defensively. Uh, Jody Meeks just didn't have it have much defensively. Uh, Aaron Gordon did his best on Paul George, but uh, the team just could not get it going defensively, and that hurt their offense too because their offense, while they did score a lot of points, had its struggles too. There's a lot of settling for jumpers. Again, 38 three-pointers, it's a lot of settling. Uh, and even then, they just couldn't get into a good flow and make shots consistently. Let's run through the final stats before we close this off here. Aaron Gordon, 13 points, 4 for 10 shooting. Average night for him. You know, he's he, it's not a bad night for him, actually. Serge Ibaka, 17 points, 6 rebounds, 8 for 17. There's definitely a stretch in the third quarter where it looked like he was trying to just shoot the team back into the game. Took a lot of quick jumpers. Not my favorite. Um, not my favorite shot, shot selection from him, but overall scored you know, did that part of his game well. Um, he's he's really done a good job uh, kind of really getting himself going. I mean, he's he's played, he's been very impressive uh, the last few weeks, so definitely a good, good, good showing from him. Nikola Vucevic, 18 points, 11 rebounds, good double-double for him. Jeff Green really was a, a big, big lift for the offense in the second half. 17 points, 7 for 12, shooting 3 for 6 from beyond the arc. Uh, can't, I mean, he had a bad, he had a couple of bad shots in the first half but I think the second half, he was probably what kept the offense going uh, as they were struggling, just trying to stay in this game and 
and Orlando just could not quite get over the hump. The good news, of course, in the NBA is that there's always another game, and they get another one on Monday against the New York Knicks up at Madison Square Garden. This game is a rel- is a veritable six pointer. I mean, if this if in the Indiana game was a veritable six pointer too. If you don't know, uh, that's a that's a soccer term. Uh, you get three points for a win, one point for a draw. So if you win games against people that are that you're chasing in the standings or you're like tied with, it's essentially a six point swing. That's that's where the term comes from. So these are games like most of these games in January, and I'll talk a little bit more about the January schedule tomorrow. On tomorrow's episode, I hope um, most of these games are going to be against teams that they're fighting for for playoff positioning. And so these are games that the Magic do not want to lose. These are games that they need to get to to make their playoff push. They're they're uh, two games out of the playoffs, so they're right there. So don't you know? Don't think that the Magic, you know, there's it, it, been a lot of panic over some of these losses, especially the way they lose, and, and I don't think it's completely unwarranted. They, they, it is concerning the way this team loses, but at the same time, it's not time to panic. It's not time to like kind of throw everything out the out the window. It's not time to to go crazy. There's still a chance this team comes together. Um, there's still certainly a chance this team comes together. There's still certainly a chance for things to right the ship, build some momentum, and get in the playoff conversation and, and be kind of more realistically there, but the Magic still have a lot of work to do, obviously, to get there. And so a win over the Knicks would certainly help. Now, the Knicks have not won since the Magic played them in Madison Square Garden last week. So they're they're coming off a difficult stretch themselves. Carmelo Anthony sat um, sat out the last game, I believe, or he didn't play a lot of the last game with, with an injury of some sort. Uh, Courtney Lee struggled with an injury. Kylo Quinn's been sick. They're struggling with a lot of injuries, too, but they're still a very dangerous team. We know what Kristaps Porzingis can do. Um, we know that they're a, a, a really strong team that... Uh, that can score a lot of points, but they have their defensive struggles as well. So the Magic got to be on their toes. They know what they can do because of what they, what they did last week. They know what those bench players can do, especially they bring a lot of energy. Uh, and so the Magic just have to kind of stick to their principles, play the game that they know they can play, and that will give them the best chance at a win. It's a game that the Magic certainly can win, but like with everything with this Magic team, you can't seem to count on them for anything. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. But... It's interesting that that the Magic are playing the Knicks because it's really a a, a poignant point uh, for this team considering what they had to do last time they played the Knicks. Last time they played the Knicks, it came down to the play of Brandon Jennings. I think he had 12 assists that game. Brandon Jennings was just, just able to get into the paint and do whatever he wanted. And that is probably... One of the first problems that the Magic have on the defensive end. It starts at, as Frank Vogel put it on on uh, Sunday, starts at the head of the snake. This was the big problem last year too, with Alfred Payton specifically. 
defense at the point guard position, guarding pick and rolls, has been a problem. The Magic's bigs, I thought, did their job Sunday night. I thought the Magic's bigs were pretty solid defensively when they had to guard their man. Where they got in trouble was when they had to step up and guard the point guard because they were getting because the point guard was getting beat so much. Teague got into the lane whenever he wanted. He had nine assists. Aaron Brooks got into the lane whenever he wanted. Teague was was five for nine on the day. He was five for seven at the rim. Jeff Teague is the kind of player you want him shooting jumpers. That's that's always been the strategy against Jeff Teague. You go under screens, you make him the jump shooter, and you make him beat you that way. He was getting downhill into the paint at will against DJ Augustin and even against Alfred Payton. The Magic aren't going to go anywhere defensively until they shore up their perimeter defense. And, you know, the easy answer say easy answer is to say, okay, Evan Fournier, you know, you're missing Evan Fournier, you're missing your, your best player overall. He'll fix some things defensively. And while I, I would say Evan Fournier is not a bad defender, he's not a good defender either. But I do think he's better than Jody Meeks. But this isn't about the perimeter players. Vogel said this after the game. He said this specifically after the game. It's not just about our perimeter players. They need to be better too. But we need our point guards to be better defensively too. And this is something that's been a long-term problem. Like I said, Alfred Payton last year struggled a lot defensively. You look at his defensive metrics from basketball reference. From his rookie year to his sophomore year, his defensive win shares dropped from 2.3 to 1.7. His defensive box plus minus dropped from 0.8 to minus 0.5. So last year, essentially that means, according to this metric, however however much weight you want to put onto it, essentially it means Alfred Payton... Alfred Payton's contributions on defense were half a point per 100 possession worse than the average player. This is after being an above-average defender, even if just slightly an above-average defender his rookie year. This was a major regression, and in my opinion, not to just not to throw everything on Alfred Payton, in my opinion, Alfred Payton's struggles guarding pick and rolls and, and being a defensive defensive point guard was a big reason why the Magic fell off last year. And some of it was he had a shin injury that he maybe never really recovered from. We may never know. That I think was a big reason why he struggled. This year, his numbers have recovered. He's already accumulated one defensive win share, and he's got a .4 defensive box plus minus at least entering Sunday's game. So Peyton is becoming a better defender. And, and I think, you know, you look at the competition he's going up against, going up against reserves. He's really thrived in that bench role. He's really done a good job there. Uh, but... Certainly, you want a little bit more, and if his defense were really, really good, it'd be hard not to put him on the floor as a starter, and as as I've argued maybe before, and it's been a while since I made this argument, but I still believe this, I think, it's, I think it might be time to go back to the original starting lineup and put Alfred Payton and Nikola Vucevic in there. I think Aaron Gordon's jump shot has gained a little bit more respect. Um, I think Payton's been a lot stronger at attacking the basket and scoring, uh, and I think Nikola Vucevic's defense is not is is more legit than than people maybe give it credit for. And so you stagger the minutes to to you know not la- make it last too long. But I think we're getting to the point where it's time to con- at least consider doing that because DJ Augustin has some very bad defensive numbers, and DJ Augustin is not considered a good defensive player. He, I don't think he's ever been confused for a good defensive player, um, but. His numbers look really, really bad. 
This year, he has a minus 3.4 defensive box plus minus. So essentially, when he's on the floor, his contributions on defense are 3.4 points per 100 possessions worse than the average player. To say the least, he is a below average defender. And this is not to kill DJ Augustin because he does provide a lot offensively. But defensively, he really struggled. And it was very evident Sunday night against the Indiana Pacers. Jeff Teague was just getting right past him. And Augustin just for whatever reason, couldn't quite get the defense corralled. Now, again, maybe you blame some of this on the bigs. Like I said, I think the bigs generally did a good job, but a lot of what the Magic tried to do, and I I think this is really the big point of the Magic's defense with Frank Vogel, is they have their centers hang back a little bit and try and slow down the ball handler and direct him toward the short corner. Essentially, the... uh, kind of the mid-post area along the baseline so that the guard can come catch up and they can keep contact with the roll man. They don't want him going straight down the middle middle of the paint where it's easier to, to make, that, make that pass or to make passes elsewhere. They want to kind of slow him down, corral him, and, get the, and allow the point guard to recover. When the Magic are playing really good defense, you can usually tell this is happening because the point guard slows down a little bit. Uh, they're, they're able to, to use their hands to... to to get get him where they want him to go. That didn't happen Sunday, obviously. And ultimately, any defense, any defense that's worth its salt, relies on one-on-one defending. And yeah, pick and rolls change a little bit of that. And, and we actually saw the Magic hedge a little bit, which they don't usually do, uh, especially Vucevic. He actually had, he had one play that was a really, really good hedge. Uh, but, but ultimately, defense comes down to individual responsibility. And are you going to guard your man one-on-one? Are you going to be able to stop your man one-on-one? And that's where the Magic are really struggling right now, is with that very basic precept. On occasions, they do the right thing. On occasions, they direct the player where they want him to go. They want they, they do all those things. Uh, but most But a lot of times, they aren't able to do that. And that, of course, gets us to the larger question. Why is this defense struggling? Why can't the Magic seem to put the pieces together? Frank Vogel joked Friday after the Lakers, after or two Fridays ago, when the Magic played the Lakers, um, that when the Magic had nine blocks in the first quarter, that also meant they had nine blow-bys. Yes, Bismack Biombo and Serge Ibaka can clean up a lot of mistakes, and they do. But you can't rely on that either. It continues to be a frustration for this team that they can't make their offense, their defense consistent because they have the talent to do so. When you have Ibaka and Biombo on your team, you should be able to defend the rim. And, and largely, Ibaka and Biombo are back up to their normal numbers defending at the rim, As it, and Vucevic has improved defending at the rim too. I, I don't think you can... Look at Vucevic and say that he is worse as a defender. He's he's been made better a defender. Maybe he's not an elite defender, but he is he is more than passable right now for the Magic. How do you get this defense consistent, though? How do you get this team to buy in? And it's not about metrics. It's not about numbers. I gave some numbers on the point guards. I can give you more numbers on 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 Fournier. I can give you more numbers on Meeks. I can give you numbers on Gordon. You know, Gordon is a good individual defender. But he's still got his flaws. He's still got young young player mistakes that he makes. But ultimately, this defense comes down to, are the Magic going to get down and do it? Are they going to commit to it? 
to a T, they all say, we know we can do this. To a T, they all say, we've done this before and we can do it. And yet they haven't been able to get it done. You know, you can talk about communication, you can talk about being physical, you can talk about all those about all the schematic things, but it just comes down to a little bit of heart and a little bit of desire and a little bit, you know, you know, and I'm not I I hate to question of whether a player's trying hard trying hard or not, because, you know, I'm not an NBA player. I I don't know the kind of effort and the kind of skill that it takes to, to do what they do. Certainly the magic came out Sunday very, very flat. And that's obvious to tell. And I think everyone could say they were flat. They weren't sharp. They didn't do the things they needed to do. The Magic still have to kind of get that consistency down to say, this is what we need. This is how we need to play. And now we know we can do it so we can, we'll do it more often. These are pros, of course. And so maybe it's, it's a little ridiculous to ask them to do that. But... They're humans as well. You know, everyone lapses and, and defense isn't easy. Everyone everyone knows that too. Figuring out this defense and why this defense just isn't working continues to be the storyline of the season, in my opinion. Because this is the identity that the team wanted to take. And, you know, we've talked a little bit about the trade deadline here. It's going to continue to come into focus. We're a month and a half away from the trade deadline. It's going to continue to be something that we, we talk about. But it's it feels like the Magic are going into the trade deadline not looking for offense like we thought they might, but looking for defense. And that's a position no one expected this Magic team to be in. You know, there's, there's, there's only so much a coach can do. I, I, I do think the team has improved defensively from last year, but they're not living up to the the lofty potential that we had for them, and, lo- and the lofty expectations they set for themselves, and the lofty expectations their play set for them. You go back and watch the San Antonio game. That team was an elite defensive team, and they played that way. The week before and the week and the the week after, and for whatever reason, the last four weeks they they haven't been able to corral that kind of cohesion together again. Who knows what it's going to take for them to do that? But one thing is for sure, they've got to figure out how to make their defense that strong again. Maybe not that strong, although I think it would it would behoove them to do that. But we'll see what the Magic come up with. We'll see what whether the Magic respond. They've done a good job responding uh, in these games after disappointing losses before. You know, I half expect them to go out and beat the New York Knicks. Sorry, sorry to the Knicks fans out there. <laughs> the way this Magic team works, you can't predict what they're going to do. But I'm half expecting a win, a, like a rousing victory on, on Monday that'll be like, Oh yeah, this team can can beat anybody when they when they play this way. Why don't they play this way all the time? And that's that's still the issue with the Magic and and the frustration that is their their defense right now. I want to thank everyone for listening to the Lockdown Magic podcast. Tried to keep it short today. I know it's a, a New Year's Day observed here 
uh, in, in the United States, at least. So most people probably aren't working. I hope everyone enjoys the bowl games that are that are on today. If you watch college football, um, if you're looking for uh, some NFL, I highly suggest checking out the Locked On Dolphins podcast. Uh, the Miami Dolphins made the playoffs, believe it or not. So, uh, you know, if you're a Florida, if you're a Florida NFL fan, you probably want to check out Lock, Locked On Dolphins. Hear what they have to say about their upcoming matchup with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You can, of course, get any NFL team that you want, any preview for the playoff games this weekend, any team. Check them out. Check it out. Locked on. Just insert your team name there. That's on iTunes and Audio Boom, uh, and you can listen to in-depth analysis, just like on Locked On Magic, from of your favorite NFL teams or whatever NFL team you want to listen to uh, ahead of the playoff games. Of course, you can check out Locked On Jaguars and Locked On Buccaneers as well for recaps of their seasons. Now that the seasons are over, uh, after that, uh, you know. Uh, I don't know what else there is to say. You can also check out the great podcast on Locked On Podcast Network for the NBA. Just type in Locked On any NBA team like Locked On Magic. That's a good one. That's a good one to check out on iTunes or Audio Boom, uh, and subscribe to those podcasts as well. You can check out Locked On Magic, of course, on iTunes, Audio Boom, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, any of the fun places that you can download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Once again, the Orlando Magic fall to the Indiana Pacers, one seventeen to one hundred four at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. They take on the New York Knicks. 7.30, the game airs on Fox Sports Florida in Orlando, NBA League Pass everywhere else. Fox Sports Florida in Orlando, North and Central Florida, NBA League Pass everywhere else. MSG in New York, I believe. I don't know what the, I don't know what the, the channel is in New York, but but you can you can you can check your local listings for that as well. Promise you the guide is lying. It the magic game is gonna be on tomorrow. Um for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip. Rossman Reich. I want to thank you all for listening to the show. Have a very happy new year, and we will see you all tomorrow. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.